Today on the Spring Hills Podcast, I've brought in the prayer team to the green room. We're going to talk about prayer today, why we pray, how we pray, uh, what's the purpose of it. We're going to look for some examples in the Bible on how to learn to pray. Uh, Pastor Brett did a message series at the very, very beginning of the COVID experience where we were all online called Teach Us to Pray. You can go find that on YouTube. It's back in somewhere around mid-March, Teach Us to Pray. It's on the Spring Hills YouTube channel. You can find that. We're going to talk about the 4-4 method. And then, of course, Saturday mornings, we're doing a prayer service now. It's at 830 every Saturday morning. Come and worship with us. Pray with us. It's really been great. We've done three of them now, and it's really encouraging. It's a great way for uh, to start your weekend. So come down on Saturday mornings, 830 in the auditorium. Now let's get to this conversation with the prayer team about prayer. Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, I've brought in some members of the prayer team, a few that you have already heard on the Spring Hills Podcast, and one that you may not have heard on the podcast, but you've seen him on stage. Um, so I'll start. Garrett Ward, you're here. You don't need an introduction. I'm here. You're, you're here. You're here. That's great. <laughs> um, and then Courtney Hayes, who is part of, you were on for the small group leaders yes. podcast that we did. Um, so you're on, you're a small group leader and you're on the yes. prayer team. Is there another uh-huh. team you're on? Uh, yeah, it took me there for a sec. Oh, I mean, I do a kingdom fasting group, but... Greater team, too. Oh, greater yeah. team. Thank you, yeah. Garrett. Represent. Yes, all right. Yeah. And then there's another voice uh-huh. there that you heard, and that is Tyler Hayes, Courtney's husband. So Tyler's part of the band. So that's one of your, your teams that you're on. Small group leader, greeter team, usher. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, not, not anymore? No, uh, no, I never was an usher. I just filled in a couple times when needed. But, oh, okay. I was like, um, I'm pretty sure I saw you. Did, were you, <laughs> you just standing there? You took some money at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> And then uh, you were on the video team, the production team for a while too, right? Yes. So and, you've done yeah. any other teams? Uh, I think I think that's it. I think you said Greeter. Yeah, that's so it. So you're, you're Garrett Ward's clone. That's <laughs> does it all. Does he it does all. does it all. A little bit of everything. Except you don't lead five small groups yet. <laughs> yes. Or six. How many are you leading? Oh my gosh. It was, yeah. It was five. Oh, great. Wow. Yeah. That's Garrett. Yeah, that's impressive. He's got like the he's got like those records, like the sports records that'll never be broken, like the Cal Ripken yes. consecutive games, and it'll never be touched. Garrett's got that record Only by myself. I got to break led. my own records. <laughs> in a in a twelve month span, he led nineteen small groups. He's on a roll. Uh, okay, so today our our uh, topic today is prayer. We're going to talk about the basics of it. Why do we pray? How do we pray? What do we pray for? If prayer is something that you have a lot of questions about, this is the episode to listen to. We're going to start by talking about the prayer team, which we have here at Spring Hills. Um, If you're interested in the prayer team, you can always find out more information about that by contacting the leader of the prayer team, which I believe is you, right, Garrett? Yeah, overall, I oversee the the prayer team. Yeah, and he'll lead you to growth track. That'll be the first thing he would have you you do and then uh, share more about it. But today... We're going to give you an idea of the of what the prayer team is and their role here at Spring Hill. So first of all, what is the prayer team and what is uh, each of your roles on the prayer team? Yeah. Any one of you can talk. Okay. Just all not right. all at go once. Go ahead, Courtney. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Garrett. I was going to say, would you like to go first? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I just help Garrett. I, I mean, I really help you out, just kind of lead. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that um, through COVID, things have changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, so right now, I would say what the prayer team primarily does, I mean, there's def- there's different aspects that we, um, how we service the church, I guess you would say. We take prayer requests, which is a big thing that we do. Um, when we have service here on campus, we pray that way. Um, and then also we do email requests. People can get online. This The Spring Hills app, I believe, also has this, uh, Spring Hills Online. 
and you can send in a request that way. And we have part of the team that prays for those requests. And then ever since COVID, we have been now, we discussed this the other day, Garrett. Do you remember how many days we've been meeting now? Yeah, over 150 days wow. straight yeah. with a team. Small That's amazing. Of us. Yeah. That's really yeah. Cool. Over so, Zoom. Praise God. Yeah. So over Zoom. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for the clarification. Yeah. So yeah. we've been meeting at um, four o'clock. A.M.? I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. I was like, no. It, it, I mean, we're that, that dedicated. That sounds like but... Garrett Ward, to be honest. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's funny. I mean, I, I'm for prayer. I just don't know about it at 4 a.m. I mean, forgive me, God. But right, Is God like, awake yet at 4 a.m.? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, oh, yeah. Well, definitely. He's always awake. But, uh, but yeah, so we do that for, mm-hmm. for um, an hour, and it's wonderful. We have such a faithful core team, and I praise God for them, honestly. And these guys are part of that team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just add too. Uh, anybody interested in in being a part of the prayer team, you know, as we'll as we'll talk about. Of course, we're all called to pray. Um, just like you know, evangelism. There's there's things that God calls us to do. We're all supposed to be doing. Um, but just to kind of uh, clarify, you know, what the prayer team does and kind of how to be on the prayer team. You know, we want people praying specifically for our church, uh, for the leadership and for the ministries that are going on at Spring Hills Church. And so if, if you want to just start there and, and commit to setting a schedule and making it a priority in your life to pray uh, for the church and let us know that, we love to hear that people are uh, praying for us. You know, maybe you're already doing that, uh, but let us know. You know, you're part of the prayer team when you're lifting up our church in prayer, lifting up the ministries, the leadership. And uh, yeah, we recognize that, that you're a part of the team. It's super impactful too. I mean, even just, we had, so we did start, we'll talk about this too. We started the Saturday prayer service and um, they had, Kiki had sent out an email to the staff saying, what can we be praying for you guys for? Because we want people to be praying for the staff. And it was one of those things that at first I was like, geez, I don't know, I'm fine. You know, like that's kind of my initial reaction sometimes. And I'm like, no, you know what? Pray for, we've had, we've lost 12 people from uh, the band. Some will come back. Like there'll be a few that'll, that'll make their way back in. Once the uh, COVID's over, that kind of stuff is over. But 12 people that were playing at the beginning of 2020 are no longer playing. And so I was like, pray for the right people to, to come into this ministry because it's, I mean, it's discouraging when you have people leave, especially, I mean, Tyler, you know this, we're, it's, it's a close group. We spend a lot of time together. So it's also people that we care about that we just aren't seeing as much of right now or, you know, like John Sapiente's moving. So it's not like a bad situation. It's just, that's just how it goes sometimes. So it is very impactful to know that people are praying for you, praying for your ministry. Um, Tyler, what about you? What's your role on the prayer team? Um, I'm pretty much just a team member. I'm like, here at Ward is, would be like the captain. Courtney would be like the soldier so or sergeant. So I'm just a soldier in, okay. in the team. Um, but there's like, uh, there's three, I think there's three categories you can sign up for when you're on the team. You can either, or I mean, you can do one or two or three or all three. Maybe there's four. I don't know. But um, there's the email. Oh, the chain. The email the, chain. The prayer chain. Emails for prayer requests. Um, you can do the prayer wall and you can right. do the prayer room. And the yes, prayer wall is right. what? That's after church services. We have people or yes. uh, prayer in the, the prayer by the stairs. Is that what we called it? I, Outside? Yeah, that's what we've been calling it during <laughs> uh, during our outdoor service. During the outdoor yes. service. I was like, prayer in the tent? What is it again? <laughs> Um, yeah. And then, yeah, up it's at the wall, now. as long as I used to have a note here in the green room that said, uh, don't forget the prayer team, because I would always dismiss and Garrett would be like, don't forget, man, you got to say it. I got in a good habit of it. And then COVID That's happened. Good. I know, right? Messes with everybody. Yeah. The habits, the good things you got going, it kind of stirs them up a it's little weird. bit. It's yeah. weird. And I th- we were talking today with Gerilyn uh, and Israel, and we were kind of like, yeah, let's just say that 
just expect that they're not to be any kind of normal now. It's just going to be, this is the new normal all the time because it just seems like there's different, it used to be no services, then it's outdoor services, then it's if the weather's bad or if there's smoke in the air, we're indoors. Saturday, we're indoors. Sundays, we're outdoors. It's just, it's, it's, there's no normal. Um, so I want to ask you, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, officially, I'm on the email list. But oh, I, I thought you said you were on all three. No, no, no. I'm, I'm only on the email list, oh, but okay. I, sometimes you'll see me on the wall if it's yeah. needed. Or Got it. Okay. Occasionally, I've been in the room, uh, like during Christmas services, I think. Right. And you're always at the well, monthly prayer gathering that we oh, haven't actually Easter, had for a while, yeah. but yeah. Oh, yeah. And I always attend the meetings. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Courtney's always there. Sweet. So. Yeah. And Garrett Ward's so, always there, everywhere. Yep. He's all, all over the place. <laughs> right, um, and then we also have, uh, this is not specifically for the Spring Hills uh, prayer team, but the Saturday morning uh, prayer, we're just inviting. For the whole church. Yeah, for the whole church to yes. come and pray um, as a group in our prayer service at uh, 8 a.m. in the mornings on Saturday, 8 to 9. Right. Yeah, right. and it was it was great. I think there's a little bit of talk about going to 8.30 because there was uh, some sleepy people there. Um, I didn't notice that. I felt like, I hope I no, wasn't was the one great. that they noticed because I, I felt like I was fine. Oh, I um, just, I realized that there's actually another way to serve and it's not specifically through the prayer team, although it is connected to the prayer team. And that's the one that um, I lead up and that's the kingdom fasting group. Okay. And so it's a relatively small core group. It's probably about eight people and um, we fast once a month. Um, and people do it for one day or whatever. Is that a small group or is it a team? It's a team. I would consider it a team really rather than a small group. And so that's, if people have questions about that, they can email Garrett since my email, I don't think is as readily, but if you know me, then just approach me, recognize my face and that's fine too. And if you spell Garrett at springhills.org, you're going to get to one of us. So it'll work. Um, I want to ask each of you how prayer has impacted your personal lives. So some, I don't know, some kind of experience with uh, maybe a breakthrough and like understanding what prayer is. Um, or just something, an experience that you had where you really saw God working through prayer? Anyone can start. Yeah, for me, I think I've just just really grown the most in my spiritual walk through um, devoting myself to prayer. That's just one spiritual discipline that I've had to continue to uh, work at and practice. It's, uh, you know, I think it's the one of the most difficult Disciplines for everybody, and you know that's why we're talking about it. But and for I was, you know, I I am no different. That you know, it's 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 difficult to um, to really set aside that time and and spend time in prayer. But when you do, when you uh, put yourself in that position, you know, I've really grown and just seen God, you know, work in my life, uh, show me things, you know, in my life I need to work on and um, illuminate Scripture uh, through those prayers. And so that's what I'd say. Just prayer has been really just be a catalyst for, um, yeah, my spiritual growth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going next. Um, there's many things that I would say. Um, I think, could you just reread the question for me so that I just answer how prayer it specifically? has impacted your life personally? Yeah. Okay. I would say, yeah, along the lines of Garrett Ward, for sure. I would say a lot of that is definitely true for myself. And I think a specific thing that really helped grow my prayer life, I mean, and this is all attributed to the Lord, um, is emotions. I think emotions affect us a great deal when we pray and that can be good, but that can mostly be negative. Um, And I think one of the things that I really struggled with with the longest time was bringing my anger into prayer. And so I think that that's a way that I have grown so much um, in the Lord um, through that, for sure, is through my emotional part. Um, And it's really matured me a great deal. It's part of the sanctifying process. But, yeah, for sure. I think that's a good example for me. 
Yeah, it's definitely a spiritual discipline, as Garrett Ward said. And uh, I have to specify Garrett Ward because there's <laughs> yes. more than one. Uh, yeah, don't use. And your middle name use, is Garrett. Don't use yes. Delia. There's two and, and a half Garretts here. <laughs> oh wow. Um, yes, and just like any discipline, it takes practice. You know, like learning an instrument, you just got to keep doing it. And the more you do it, the more it's polished and and better. And I know for myself, that's certainly true. And and you see the fruits of it. And it may take a long time. I know for me it has, but if you know when you continue to pray for certain things especially inwardly you know things that you can't change yourselves like like your heart um i know for me you know i can gravitate a lot to a lot of worldly things like entertainment and things like that and it's definitely i've definitely seen growth in that because i've prayed specifically for it. even when i don't haven't wanted to i did anyway because i know it was good and and i've definitely seen and felt change yeah changing from desiring those worldly things to spiritual things. Right. Yeah. I, my, for myself, prayer has always been, a. it's been kind of difficult for me because I didn't fully understand it when I was younger, when I would go to a prayer meeting or something like that, I was just bored and I couldn't focus on what the purpose was because I was like, I, I want to get up and move around. I can't, I don't like sitting still like that where I'm just having to listen to somebody. And it just felt like I wasn't, I didn't, I mean, I was young too. I didn't understand it. Um, when I was in high school, I'm talking about when I was in high school, when I was in college, it was a little bit more like, oh, there's a lot of different ways to pray. You don't have to just sit in a dark room and close your eyes and be silent for and meditate that way, which works great for some people. I've heard some people say they literally will just shut the lights off and lay face down on the floor and pray. And that's how they do it. I'm like, great. Good for you. I'm not sure that's that would work for me. But I've just realized in my own life too, um, to, I need a starting point. And so the starting point for me is usually just having a list of things I'm going to be praying for and having that available to remind myself to pray for whatever it is. So for whoever or, um, you know, an event coming up or something like that. Uh, and I, I actually started a thing where every time I hit a red light, it was a reminder to just pray for the next thing on the list. And that was how it was like, it just became now I don't, I don't have to have the red light reminder. I pray in the car all the time. That's probably where the primary uh, place that I pray is. And it's always a good starting point for whatever is going to be happening, like a refocus of like the purpose for this. So for example, if we're leading worship on Sundays, if I'm driving here and I pray, I already realize like I'm starting on the right note here, even though, even though it's like, this isn't going to just make everything be uh, perfect, but it definitely like, you know, helps me. I'm more patient. I'm more, which you have to have a lot of patience when it comes to all this tech stuff outside and it's wet and puddles. And like, I, if I pray on the way here, I feel like I can handle that stuff because it's like a focused on here's why we're doing this. Um, I want to talk next. We'll get into what, what prayer is now. So what's the purpose of prayer? Well, mm. let's, let's break it down to um, maybe just as basic as we can at first, and then we'll, we'll expand. Yeah, just the the purpose of prayer is to seek, you know, seek the presence of God and that relationship and intimacy with God. Ultimately, prayer is um, part of our relationship with God, and the more time we we spend uh, in prayer and and focusing on God's presence and uh, just meditating on that, pondering on uh, pondering that uh, as far as who God is, what He's done. Um, that's, uh, part of the prayer of prayer is worshiping God, glorifying God and honoring God through, through your prayer life. And so it's a, it's a relationship. It's, yeah. it's communication with God. Yeah. Well said, Garrett. 
um, I don't feel like I can really add all that much to that because I think that that's where it starts. Um, well said. And um, I think, you know, prayer is worship. Yeah, definitely prayer is communication. It's relational. It's worship. It is about glorifying God. It's also about seeking wisdom. It's about seeking strength. It's about fighting our battles in the field where they belong. It's not against flesh and blood. It's in, in that realm. And so I think that that's, that's another thing. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I would want to say, just in addition to what you already shared, Garrett. Mm-hmm. I would add sanctification uh, for ourselves also. Inter- want to define sanctification for someone who may not know? Yeah. Um, I always think of uh, the passage that Paul writes about. Uh, I'm going to butcher it. I know I am. But uh, where he says, uh, you know, you start out with milk eating or, you know, feeding on milk. and But now you're you can move on to solid food. It's that maturity process. It's a process of maturity mm-hmm. in, in your spiritual life. Basically yeah. is how I would describe it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely sanctification for yourself, but also interceding for others, another purpose. Um, and also, uh, obedience. I mean, he tells us to, yeah. And I guess that answers why, but, but well, I mean, that's purpose. Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's great. I, with the purpose of prayer, when I look at those, uh, at, when I say the purpose of it, um, for me, the first thing that comes to mind, not to say that this is the only one answer, but the thing that comes to mind is just that I think you said the word relational Yeah, and right. it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. if you are going to have a relationship with somebody, you're not going to have a relationship with them if you never talk to them. Exactly. So like if I exactly. never talk to, if I never talk to Tyler, Tyler and I would not be friends right? because totally. it would be like, well, <laughs> I don't know anything about Tyler. So, um, that's for me, that's the first thing that comes to mind is, and then all the other stuff falls into that all falls into place right like if you're if you're close with somebody and I'll, I'll keep using Tyler as an example just because I know Tyler and I have talked a lot outside of you know just ministry but knowing that if now that I have a relationship with you knowing that I can share something with you so if you've got God on your side you now know that you've got somebody who's fighting this battle with you instead of just feeling like you're by yourself you know you've got a relationship with somebody that's going to be alongside you with it. That was the first thing that came to my mind with the purpose of prayer. Um, there, I think there's a, a common misconception that prayer is just a way to ask God for things. So I want to tackle that because it's not bad to ask God for request, right? And we've talked a lot about the 4-4 pattern ever since um, Brett did the series on Teach Us to Pray, which happened to be the very first COVID week. And I can't believe that because it seems like that was so long ago and it was yeah. <laughs> it really was that long ago while, seems yeah. like years so ago <laughs> let's talk about that is prayer just a way to ask god for things no not and what, the... what would be maybe the reason um to ask god for things versus like coming to god so the 4-4 pattern I'll, let me explain right. why i'm getting yes. here 4-4 pattern helpful. doesn't start with request right and so the 4-4 right. pattern um i never remember the four the the words but um, we start with reverence, right? And we, and wait, reverence, response, response, response request, request, readiness. readiness. Yes. Okay. So uh-huh. we start with reverence, praising God for who he is, mm-hmm. um, and respond to that amazing, to, to what God, to who God is, to what he is in our lives. And then we can move to request and then, uh, then readiness. But yeah, let's talk about, um, asking God for things. What's the, the proper way to do that? <laughs> or is there, a, is there a proper way to do that? And, uh, and that kind of deal. Mm. Did I confuse you more now? No, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, people, people, you know, there, there is a order to prayer in, in scripture through the model, but you know, people can and can start out prayers in in a lot of different ways, and 
neighbor can qu- request things, but then go go back to reverence. But but I think the ultimate the big piece is coming back to who God is, recognizing who who He is, that you're uh, surrendering to Him. You know, prayer is is a lot about an attitude of humility, uh, coming before God, and not necessarily about you, but you know, praying in the will, for the will of God, what God wants. And so a lot of the times, you know, we request things about ourselves and what we need, but we forget that ultimately we need to be re- request uh, God's will to be done. And, and that's, you know, that's the, the main point of, of our prayer is, of course, we can't control any of it. God is in control of everything and praying that our um, requests and our prayers line up with uh, the will of God. Right. So. Yeah, I would agree. I think, you know, we, we want to definitely do the Lord's will. Um, I think any born-again Christian, that is the cry of their heart, and that therefore that should spill into their prayer life, I mean, naturally. And, yeah, I think I had other thoughts, but I was so ingrained in what you were saying, it's going to take me a minute to re-register them. So, Tyler, if you wanted to say something. Well, the original question was, uh, is it only for yeah, yeah. Is like it, is prayer just a way to ask God yeah. for things? Is yeah. how I how I worded it. Yeah, and my original response is no, was no, right away, because you know, all thing. I think it's there's a verse that says, "In all things, do it to glorify God." And You're right. So, yes, <laughs> and that includes prayer. So, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time we there are requests, but they don't. There doesn't even have to be a request in right. the prayer. You can just pray to for thanksgiving and praise yes. and, and glory. Amen. Um. Yeah. Do you think. personally, uh, and let's just each one of us maybe answer this, do you find it um, more difficult or easier to pray during difficult times? I find it actually easier. I guess it depends, um, but I would say overall now easier. And I think that goes to what Tyler was saying earlier about the sanctification process. That's not by my own greatness or superb nature because that doesn't exist. But it's by the power. I'm glad I got a laugh. And if it does, why don't you write a book about it so we can all know how to do it too? Right, exactly. But I mean, I would say, yes, praise be to God for that. He's the one who gives me strength and draws me forward. The spirit of God within me draws that forward. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I for my my own personal life, it's always been easier for me to pray um, when when things are going well. Uh, and because when things aren't going well, I always feel like it's almost like, and this is, this isn't, this, this isn't how God wants me to, to think of this, but it always feels like, oh, now I'm just going to come to God because things aren't going my way. And so it's like, I want to come to God. I think you, you mentioned Garrett, that it's, um, an attitude of, of humility, right? You need to, to humble yourself. There's a posture that you have to have. And I've always been my, my own posture during times of, uh, stress or times where something's not going the way that I want it to go. I have to re I have to realign myself before I come to God, instead of just be like, God, fix this. You know, I have to realign it to be like, God, do your will, as you're saying. Right. And whatever the, the outcome is, I had a friend who used to tell me, God will always answer your prayer. It'll be yes, no, or not right now. Right. Exactly. And yeah. So as long as we know that God's answering our prayers, mm-hmm. I just have to be able to trust that whatever his will is, is better than what mine is. Right. right. And yeah. I said, when I first moved here, they had me do, we did that God who rescue series. Um, do you remember that? You guys were here cause you were here before me. Yeah. But um, I'm, 
For some reason, I'm not remembering this. It was the God Who Rescues, and we did every week. It was like eight weeks, and (laughs) it was every week we had a different video from a testimony of somebody God's rescued them from whatever it was. And they had me do they had me do a video, and what I said was God rescues me from my own plans, right? Because if it was up to me, my I would not be where I'm at, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. God, this is definitely God's path that's led me to where I'm at as far as even just like meeting Caitlin. Had it been my way, I wouldn't have met her. Um, and just things like that. So I have to, I have to realign my attitude to be, um, to, to be ready for God to do his will, even if I'm not going to like it, but still be, uh, obedient to it. Right. No, well said. And I would just, you know, it's difficult because I, well, how do I want to say this? I appreciate what you were saying earlier, Garrett, is that sometimes we start with requests. And the reason that I'm kind of saying that and bringing that up now is, Garrett, I totally understand Garrett Elliott looking at you I across know. the way. I know. Um, I know. I'm like, oh, my word. Um, but I Just totally add a little more R sound to Garrett Ward's. Garrett. Two Garrett. No, no, no. <laughs> like Garrett. I can't actually roll my R's, which Satan's is an unusual thing. Yeah. But um, what I was going to say is, no, I totally feel you and I hear you uh, across the board on that because it is difficult. And we have to remember that we are not Jesus. We are not perfect. Um, And, you know, even if we do a prayer that is very like Scripture, it's not about the perfection of prayer. And it's not about a virtuous prayer. We talked about this actually before, is that, um, truthfully, the only reason that we can pray is because of what Christ has done. And so that is there is that posture of humility um, which can humble us, but it can also encourage us that, you know what, when we don't know what to say, when we don't know how to approach God, um, that he's faithful to us. It's okay if we feel that wrestling. It's okay. There's agonizing in prayer. I, I mean, there is. Let's be real about it. There's agonizing in prayer at times. I'm not saying that, you know, now whenever I have a difficult moment that I'm just like, okay, yay, I'm going to go pray. And like, no, there's still wrestling. And then I'm going to feel fine after that. Right. <laughs> like, it's just yes. not exactly how it goes. No, yeah. it's a process. And uh, so, yeah, I just, it was on my heart to say that. So I know for me in the past, it was definitely very hard to pray during hard times, specifically like yeah. in times of anger and irritation. I anger just, at I God? I just wouldn't, no, no. Or just anger in general? Probably in at general. his wife. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, I mean, that is no that comment. is something that's difficult. <laughs> no Caitlin comment. and I have actually tried sometimes when we were like, arguing with each other even when we've like worked it out to be like we need to pray together right now and that is hard to do it's very uh it's very humbling because you really have to put your pride aside it's um it's yeah it's very difficult go ahead Tyler. um but at the other end of the spectrum is true as well i mean like when everything's going well i mean i'm not speaking for everyone but i think for a lot of people you don't feel the need to pray you don't feel the need for god because everything's going well um i I can't really say that's true for me, but maybe sometimes, sure. But I think a lot of people have said that, like, when things are going well, they don't really think about God. Yeah. It's only, like like you were saying, like, when things, it's only when things, they need I'm something. Really yeah, you know? yeah. I'm not sure what in my past, I think my parents probably would just, I would, I would probably be able to talk to them and ask them what it was that they helped us to understand that you don't just pray when you need something. But right. I think I could probably, I could probably narrow it down to, when I was in, um, you know, junior high, elementary school, my mom would drive me to school and we would always start by reading the Bible. And then she would have us thank God for something, not ask God for something, thank God for something. So it was starting with like, thank you that we have a vehicle that you can drive me to school in. So I don't have to walk to school in 45 degrees, you know, in, in up for a mile and a half or whatever it was. Right. So I think that's probably some of it was my parents were just very good at, um, 
helping us to understand that you don't just come to God when you need something or want something, but you praise God every day. This is she would wake us up every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice oh, and be glad. That. You know yeah, things like a that. Great verse. Um, yeah. And she would mm-hmm. she would do that. She'd sing. I mean, it was terrible when you're 14 and it's 6 a.m. and your mom's waking you up and she's singing. You're like, Mom, shut your trap. I don't want to hear about it right now. And she's like, No, no, no. We're gonna give thanks to God. And I'm like, Fine, we'll give thanks to God. But it worked because now I remember to do that mm-hmm. when things are going well mm-hmm. to thank God because it's. You know what? God's the one that came through here and, you yes. know, whatever finances or, um, well, I mean, whatever. Finances seems to be a big issue, but for a sure. lot of people, it's well, um, it's a struggle especially sometimes. Especially in these times, too. Especially so, in these yeah. times. So, yeah. You can also think of the father-child relationship. I mean, God is our father and we uh-huh. are his children. So, if you think about a relationship where the child is only asking the God for things, I mean, right. only asking the father, father, sorry, for things. Dad, can I get this? Can't Dad, can I get that? And nothing else. That's not much of a relationship. Right. Right, exactly. No, that's a really good analogy, actually. Yeah, that's not really much of a relationship at all. That's just kind of a give me, give me. I think a question that I've had people um, ask me before is, how do I know that it's mainly when I was a youth pastor, kids would ask this, you know, how do I know that it's God speaking to me and not just my own thoughts? Right, no, that's Um, a good question. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that? How do we know that we're hearing God's voice? I would say... I don't mind sharing something right away. I think we hold everything accountable to the word of God. That's the first and foremost thing. I mean, because honestly, sometimes it is hard to shut off our thoughts. Um, and I'm sure, you know, again, it gets back to what we were just saying a little bit ago. We're broken. We're, we still are subject to sin and we have those thoughts sometimes. And so we do want to hold everything accountable to the word of God. And that's why, you know, prayer is it should be based on the word of God too, not just our thoughts and our feelings. While that's important to share with the Lord. Um, yeah, just holding it accountable to that is what I would say is the first step. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd say the same thing. Yeah. Um, evaluate your, your prayers and and your thoughts, uh, with, with the scripture and with an open Bible, you know, we say to, to pray with an open Bible. And, and so you, you know what God is saying specifically through the word of God, and then, you know, if, if there's there's something outside of Scripture or you feel a prompting or a calling to do something, um, yeah, take your time on that, pray about it, um, and ponder it, uh, get confirmation from other believers. If it's um, something that uh, you're, you're seeking to change, and, and, but realize that, yeah, God, God has given us a lot of freedom, too, to... Uh, make decisions as long as it doesn't go against scripture and you feel a prompting that he's he's asking you to do something then um yeah be confirmed that way right and pray for one another i'm just gonna add Mm. that because that's what you're really saying right there too is that we pray for one another that's a big deal because the lord answers Mm -hmm. i believe that as well and we can feel that confirmation or like no i think that was kind of for me and you're right it's discernment over time we don't Mm -hmm. readily make a snap judgment and decision and I think that in and of itself is wisdom, and that points to the wisdom of the word. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely agree with the aligning with the word. However, I mean, you know, the word doesn't get as specific as should I move to this town and right. stuff like and other <laughs> yeah. things like that. So and we've experienced that. <laughs> that's where I think, like what Garrett Ward is saying, is is uh, seeking others. You know, ask them to pray for it as well, and ask them what what did you hear from the prayer, and if it if it confirms what you've been feeling. Yeah. That's one way to do it. And I mean, and God has also given us a conscience and, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit. So, but again, that, that only goes so far because you can still ask that question. Well, is this the Holy Spirit or is this yeah. me? Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's a question yeah. that I 
you know, I can't really. And I think if you genuinely are in in a relationship with Christ and you are praying for, and let's say move to a certain town, right? Right. Because we did the same thing moving to Santa Rosa. Right, of course. It was, we weren't looking for this. It wasn't, it was something that came up totally randomly. And immediately both Caitlin and I were like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. And then it was like the next day, immediately it was my dad who said, no, you turn in your resume and you check it out. Because if God wants you to go, you go. Don't just shut it off right away just because you're, you know, you're comfortable, which honestly, that was what it was, right? We were like, no, we're good here. We like our house. We like the the people that we have in our lives. I like my job, you know, just things like that. Caitlin's business is going well. And they're like, no, 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 turn in your resume, see where it goes. If God doesn't want you to go, then he won't have you go. But if he does, you need to go. And it was like, I mean, uh, Garrett, I don't know how much you remember about the first. I sat next to you at Mary's Pizza on that Saturday night, the first time that I interviewed. And I remember talking to you. Um, I, th- I think I was asking you, well, I don't know. We need to get on that in, into that. But I remember leaving Mary's and just being like, I want to be part of that. Yeah. Like yeah. this was, and it was, it was cool to, to, to feel that. And I called my dad because I actually got kind of emotional about it. Because I'm like, I... I mean, not, I had no indication at that point that I was going to get the job offer, but I still was like kind of, cause I planted a church with my dad. So it would be leaving the church that I was with my dad. Right. So I called him and I was kind of emotional. I'm like, dad, I don't want to bail on you. And he's like, I, you feeling like you want to be a part of that is start, they're going to hire you. And I'm like, no, I don't think they will, but this just, I feel bad that I'm even thinking that I would bail on you, you know? And he's just kept pushing. I can't give my dad enough credit for how he handled that situation with me. Cause it was crucial, but um, that's my, my tangent for, uh, knowing if God was speaking was that I had peace about it. Yes, and then right. it was that like, too, absolutely. Yeah. well, this is a miracle. This wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, we, I mean, we found a house in two days, yeah. which is just a miracle that we were able to find a house that quick, you know, things no, like know. that, and that just stacked up. That was like, okay, God wants us here. That's right. what's happening. Yeah. So, um, I want to talk about wh- how we find, oh, you know what I have? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this prayer in the Bible, um, examples of prayer in the Bible. So, mm. Um, are there any examples that have been uh, crucial to you in your walk with Christ where you read a prayer numerous times or yeah. something that's been impactful to you in your life? Yes. What, what prayer is that? all shaking our heads. Um, I think some of ours overlap, so I'll let you share the one I think that I know you're going to share, but I'm going to mention it, which is Hezekiah's prayer has been very helpful for me. Jeremiah's laments, um, David's psalms, his prayers, um, Hannah's prayer. Um, Mary's prayer. I mean, there's so many. Jesus's prayer for his disciples, for himself, for his disciples, for his followers. I mean, it's amazing. There's the scripture has loads of prayer references that have always spoken to my heart. Maybe one. I wouldn't say that one particular one has really outshined another. I mean, if anything, I think of Psalms 139 is something that really sticks with my heart, and um, it really just shows the sovereignty of God and that He is Creator over all and all those things that just really help ground me. So. I would say, yeah, if I was going to choose one, I'd say Psalms 139. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, uh, the Lord's Prayer. I mean, we have that one memorized and, and know that one. And uh, that's really just, just helped me, of course. Um, the disciples asked Jesus, teach, teach me how to pray. And then Jesus said, this is, this is how to pray. And, and so that's been just key for me to uh, meditate on and and remember in my prayer life is just uh is the lord's prayer and and yeah just really again seeking seeking god and just the model of the of the prayer it's not you know again, again not about the words or um having to repeat it over and over but um 
the the reverence for God and the dependence on God, and and then yeah, requesting your daily bread and and remembering it's all in His will. So, uh, when I think of the examples of prayer, the first thing I, I think of is John seventeen, um, because it's it's Jesus's biggest recorded prayer, I believe, and and most detailed and. And you really pull out the glory, you know, glorifying God in it. Um, but also Hezekiah's prayers, as Courtney mentioned in Second Kings, which is probably far less um, familiar to yeah. to most. I think particularly because I think I read it recently, back when Brett was doing the prayer service, and when I read, it's it like, oh, this is doing the the four art. What is it? Four 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 four. Yeah, maybe not exactly, but. I mean, he starts immediately with reverence. Mm-hmm. Yes. And okay. and this is at a time when the Assyrians are threatening and taunting him, and he's afraid. And the, But he, the first thing he does, pray, and the first thing in prayer is reverence. And then the request is at the very end, and it's very small, and the request is even, you know, uh, oh, I think I have it written down here. One second. Pause. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Garrett, while he's looking for that. Oh, you got it okay. already? Yeah. So, it says, <laughs> so, that, so that all kingdoms on earth may know that you're, that you alone are God. So it wasn't a selfish request. Um, yeah, and it's a brief prayer as well, and it's but it's very powerful. I think going even going to the request of God, your will, I know this fly, yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to use this video because <laughs> this fly <laughs> has camped out on each one of our microphones and has been driving me nuts. Um, and now uh, it's I like don't the remember, debate. Oh, yeah, I like the debate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's probably the same fly. Um, saying that will be done. <laughs> Saying that will be done is a uh, selfless request, right? Because you're saying, God, your will, not mine, right? Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, that's another good example of Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. For the cup to be removed, but it will be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Tyler, you mentioned Jesus' prayer in John 17. Uh, This is a question that I've had before, too. If Jesus is part of the Trinity, why does he have to pray? Ooh, I have a good answer. I thought about this more after we talked about it, and I kind of changed my mind. So, yeah, I know that probably sounds funny, but I, I, yeah, anyway. Garrett, I was interested to see, should I go first? You want me to answer first? Oh, I was like, I don't mind. I I actually wrote, um, yeah, so I I thought about it and I thought, well, you know, Jesus is fully human and he's fully God. And so that's part of it, um, is that, you know, in his humanness, it shows that we are to worship God, right? Um, It's also to show that. He is the prime example for us, right? And so honoring and bringing glory to God, I think, is another thing, right, to his father. Um, I wrote down a couple other things. Oh, the biggest thing for me was Jesus is high priest, is our intercessor. Um, And Hebrews 5 talks about that. So for those who aren't familiar with that, read Hebrews. Actually, all of Hebrews is fantastic about the high priest and what that that means, what Jesus Christ is in regards to a high priest. But um, Hebrews 5 uh, verse 7 actually is very fantastic. It actually says specifically that Jesus prayed because he was our high priest. So um, that's that's part of my answer. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I would I would say he, he prayed so much and, and had that a part of his life is because that's all he knew, eternity past. So we see, we know that Jesus is part of the Trinity and and it goes back to the relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so that's what he was seeking. That was he was again seeking God's presence, the presence, the unity uh with the Father and, and the Spirit. And 
And of course he needed that and also wanted that. And that was, I think just a part of his, his normal, normal life. And then his ministry was, was the wrestling part and the struggle. But actually I think, you know, doing, doing the prayer might've been what of course refreshed him and re, re, uh, renewed his, his spirits, of course, because he was able to go back and connect with the father and spend time with the father um, in that relationship. So I think it just goes back to that, that relationship, Jesus having that um, relationship and modeling that uh, relationship for us that, that we should have. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, God is relationship within himself. And yes. I mean, even before the world was created, so re- and relationship requires communication. So that's how he's showing communication, you know, within himself and the Trinity. Um, also, I think when Jesus prayed a really brief prayer before he raised Lazarus, he says something like, uh, I, I say these things so that others can hear. Um, yeah. So that's another reason, I mean, so that we can hear his prayers or, you know, the people that were there, but also, you know, reading it in the word, his examples and yeah. learn from it. Well, before we wrap up to our how we're going to apply this into our lives, I, I want to ask one other question, which is, um, if God already knows everything, why do we need to tell him? If God already knows everything about your life, why do you need to go to, he already knows what you need. Why do you need yeah. to tell him what you need? He already knows what you're struggling with. He already knows what you're sad about, or, um, he already knows that he's amazing too. So he doesn't really need us to tell him. Right. So why, why do yeah. we have to, why is this something that besides that he's called us to? Yeah. Yeah. I was oh. going to say it goes to the relational. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, yeah. I was hoping you'd save this for the next podcast. So I wouldn't have to. <laughs> answer try to answer that thanks i would say just going back to the relational um the relational aspect of god right i mean think about it in terms of a marriage right your spouse might i mean we're not god so i'm not i'm not trying to say that one of us is god but i'm just trying to get the closest analogy here is that if i don't tell my husband how i'm feeling although he might sense that from me there's a difference i can engage with him and I can be refreshed, kind of what Gare was saying, you know, I can be refreshed and I, because I desire, right? I, I love my husband. I desire to share that with him. I desire that intimacy. So I would say that probably is a big reason. Well, another way of asking it, or maybe it's a slightly different question, but if God is sovereign, then why do we need to ask for things or ask right. for things to change? I guess that's another question. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I brought that up because we can't answer that. It's a great, you can if you want to. <laughs> it's one say, of those, you know, mysteries. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a, a I, I actually find comfort for this. But. I find comfort in not being able to completely understand God. Because right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I don't want mm-hmm. to be able to. We can't. Anymore. I don't want to be able to know everything about him because then it would mean that we could attain it, right? Right. Um, well, maybe not. But that's kind of my, my thought there, yeah. yeah. But it is worth noting, though, that <clears throat> excuse me, many prayers in the Bible especially like David and the Psalms, they often say things to God that are just facts like about him or things that he's done. Mm-hmm. And obviously he knows that, right. but they do it anyway. Acknowledging and, what God's done. Yeah. And so, or and, who he is in that way, it's a way to, I don't know, posture your heart. Mm-hmm. If that's it's like right. worship yeah. basically. Yeah. Or, yeah. Again, I just, yeah, it goes back to <clears throat> that attitude of, Surrender, you're surrendering your control, your plans to, to God's plans, and, um, and God, God is pleased by that, and that's what he wants, and 
uh, yeah. Awesome. Let's move to application. How do we make prayer a primary part of our life? So what types of habits are, are helpful in creating a healthy prayer life? What's maybe you can, you can mention a couple if you want, but what's one thing that you, um, you put into your life, you put in place in your life to help you, um, foster a a prayer life, a life of prayer, however you want to word that. Right. Sure. I, I'm, I'm fine answering first. I would say Bible study, not just Bible reading, I think is essential to growing your prayer life. Um, and I would say the other thing that really can help is, you know, when you're kind of feeling stuck and you don't know what to pray, remembering the Romans 8, 26 and 27 verses, which talks about the spirit helps us in our weakness um, and the spirit himself intercedes for us. So that's very helpful. Um, and then also you can journal. That's the thing I encourage people. Um, and I know people might be you're like, stealing oh, yeah, my prayer, answer now, Courtney, journal. Am that I? was mine. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so that's, I would say those are very helpful things that have helped me significantly. And well, I would say pray that journal. they bless the person who hasn't thought of it before. <laughs> what about you guys? Yeah, no, I would just say what, what helps me is just scheduling a time for it. I mean, we just have yeah. to make time and make it a priority in our life. And so, um, Put it on the calendar and say, this is when I'm going to do it. I'm going to put this time aside and uh, practice the discipline of prayer. And so, yeah, seeing prayer as, as focused time in the presence of God. So having a, 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 set of time, a set aside time where, again, we're talking about increasing in intimacy with God, just going, going to God. Um, just like uh, Courtney was saying, in, in a marriage relationship, you know, we're married, we're in each other's presence, but we're not always having that intimate connection, that communication. And so there's times in marriages where you got to schedule time away from the kids, schedule times away from other things to really focus on that communication. And that's what, um, what I'm talking about is, is, you know, that focus time with God and just build it into your rhythm of life, your lifestyle. And also just realize too, that, uh, prayer, can be looked at as, you know, you're sacrificing your time for, for God. And so you're, um, you're making this, this time a priority. You're giving this time to God and you're not using that time for anything else. And so this time that you're spending in prayer and in the scripture and, and through prayer is, is just this dedicated time that, that can increase this intimacy with God. So. Yeah, um, similarly, it's just been a matter of making it a habit, um, you know, and it's a consistent habit, like at a specific time. I know for me, it's uh, before work, I try to read and pray every day. Um, and we as a couple uh, pray together in the morning and at night before bed, before sleep. Um, and it's just... that is, Yeah, sleep is at night. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> Well, not for everyone. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> those who have the night shifts or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, Garrett Bruner is one of those. Another Garrett uh, who will be on the podcast tomorrow. Another Ooh. Garrett. Yeah. Oh, how well, fun! I also um, before we take off, uh, I had mentioned something. I don't know if I if I did this clearly enough. Do any of you have any books that you can recommend or mm. teachings mm-hmm. or anything that you'd like to recommend for people that are more interested in prayer? Yeah, actually. I think Garrett brought one. So. You want oh, to start? Well, this, this is kind of just more of a, a volunteer handbook about prayer, prayer ministry, equipping those to serve. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. So um, what, what's it called? How do we find it? I can get it for you if you Go, want. It. Okay. So churchleaders.com. Garrett Ward. <laughs> nice. I love that. Uh, but also our, our prayer team just went through, well, not 
everybody, but we yes. went through a Tim yep. Timothy Keller's yep. book, the prayer, uh, the book on prayer, the prayer, yeah. increasing your intimacy, intimacy with God. With yeah, God. So excellent. It's a great excellent book. book. Excellent book. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Do I would say others? no. I would yeah. say that that's it, and um, maybe just also it. studying in Psalms if you're afraid to branch out to an actual, you know, Christian author or writer. Um, but yeah. Just reading the Psalms and studying the Psalms is very helpful for your prayer life as well. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to David a lot too in a lot of his Psalms. He's very up and down. <laughs> and I can I can relate to that. Being like, yeah, he's it's it's kind of funny to there's some Psalms that are like he starts on such a good positive note and by the end of it you're like, Man, what happened to this guy? Oh my goodness. Um, it's, it, I can relate to him a lot. It's fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming down. Next time we're gonna talk about the types of prayer. So I'm not exactly sure exactly when that will be yet. We are in the process of recording a lot more podcasts. So I have to, I have to get my scheduling in order to make sure that I get everything in that I'm trying to get in and not overdo it. Right. Um, but we'll talk about the types of prayer, intercession, uh, prayer of worship, prayer of Thanksgiving, things like that. Prayer of requests we kind of talked about today, but we can dig in more. So thank you, Courtney, Tyler and Garrett for joining me today. And uh, next time we do the prayer, uh, you guys are on the list now. Podcast uh, guest right. for the prayer episode. Sorry, cool. Tyler, Tyler, you might you have made to it. do it again. Um, <laughs> fun great. fact about Tyler is that he didn't want to do this. That's a fun fact. Oh. Um, and then I requested he do it. Uh, <laughs> was it four times? Maybe I said, "You sure you don't want to do the you podcast?" Can do it. No, I thought that was for you. Mean for worship, man? Well, I did the worship one, and you and said was, no. no, no, no. You never. You only asked me like in passing before, and I was I like, was oh, "Me getting maybe. a good feel for it." Uh, nice. <laughs> okay, we'll go. It's my fault. Never mind. I won't bring that up again. Uh, no, we'll we'll bring you guys back in. We'll yeah, talk about prayer great. more. I think it's. I mean, mm-hmm. not think. I know it's a, a topic that mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot to talk about, and um, there's a lot of questions that people have about it. I think it's a uh, it's something that people are interested in and want to know more. So we'll do yep. that more often. So thanks, guys. Great. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.